0: Sydney Clowder, and what an amazing, amazing week. What an amazing weekend. Old has finally shaved his moustache off. The gone. big news.
1: It's gone. That is the big news out of, out of the, the last few days. It's Max forget the Forget the uh, match.
0: <laughs> 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 but honestly, 158 against 25. Did we say this coming? You're emotions. Oh, with me here, Zach. Hello.
2: Good to be here, mate.
3: Haven't introduced you, Rich, as well. Hello. <laughs> My mustache is still intact, just so you know, as well.
0: No, that's
2: right, that's right.
3: Just, just
0: as long as it doesn't reach James Warper level, then we'll be happy. <laughs> oh no! That is the terrible one. Your individual emotions from Kinney Park, or whether it be from the TV or... How did, how did you guys see this one? It's an amazing one.
1: Oh, just uh, did not expect it at all. Um, they really put the foot down when they needed to after um, after quarter time. Well, that was, it was a slow start, so I wasn't sure what to think. Um, and it was a game that they needed to win, so they did need to get it together.
2: Oh, they they put their foot down, but it's against the side that's they'd be feeling bloody embarrassed. I mean, they were hardly mm-hmm. hardly recognisable as a football team. They oh. were just plain embarrassing yeah, for you. Uh,
0: which Ross, is Ross Lyon was having to answer questions post match regarding Fremantle's rebuild and potential rebuilds. So I think justifiably so up.
2: after getting pants like that. We've seen
0: Alan Richardson firing up for a lot of this season, but that's the biggest margin that Ross Lyon has had against him as a coach, full stop. And that's the biggest margin that Fremantle has had.
3: It's also the most unanswered goals, uh, Freyov.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 23 consecutive.
3: <laughs> but as bad as they were, Geelong were awesome and I don't think we've played yeah. that well, you know, since our premiership kind of era. We've, you know, played good games here and there, but that was as complete quarter, that second quarter, as you could possibly see, Yeah, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. The crowd atmosphere when when Gaz kicked his four hundred in the in the fourth quarter. He had a few shots in in the first quarter that when it was super super windy. We saw five out of bounds in the full from Gaz Stewart, Danger Duncan, Duncan. Well. Um, uh, yeah, really, a are, of ones, yeah, a quality, quality, elite players just finding and Shaking sh- shanking shanking the ball from from the wind, but. He did get his, his going, he did get his four hundred. It was a nice When goal that went in, the atmosphere from KP,
2: Zach. It was amazing. W- wouldn't quite top the Melbourne game a couple of weeks ago, but it came close, I reckon. Just great to have him back and what a champion he is, eh?
1: Eight thousand disposals as well. I think he's the third third player um, of all time.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Incredible. <laughs> Looking back before this match, I guess. The ins and outs on Thursday. Stanley came out through injury, obviously. Parsons, Fogarty, and Narkel were omitted. In came Ryan Abbott, uh, who was called by Zach, to be selected. In came experienced bodies, Thurlow, Murdoch, and Taylor. Two of those being over 100 game players, and one we already know is an experienced body and player at VFL and AFL level, over six foot, can do a job in defense, and on the wing, it was shown in mm. the weekend. But your, your initial thoughts when that selection was announced, I was, and I'll have to say, I was surprised and I was um, a bit frustrated that there wasn't a certain Jermaine Jones or Quentin Knuckle or one of the um, the real small pressure fords in there. On paper, it looked like we, were, we didn't have that. Your initial thoughts when that selection was announced, Zach?
1: Yeah,
2: I still, th- I still think we really lack those, those, the forwards that do apply the pressure. I reckon Jones and Lincoln McCarthy, when he's up and about, are really good at that. So I was surprised. I think the one, iss- the one selection that I had issue with was, was maybe Murdoch coming in. He had a great game and he, and he gave his all, but I would have preferred seeing Narkel play. I still think he's got that X factor and that spark that we need possibly even Jones or Cunico as well. So a bit surprised, but he, he played well.
0: Alright, Jordan Murdoch, that there didn't held by all Clouders. But, uh. <laughs> oh. Thursday night
2: announcements.
0: Yeah. Your initial thoughts on those? Oh, well,
1: not seeing Narkel um, kept in the in the team was a was a bit of a shock, but um you know, wondering why he was dropped. But uh, to have Abbott be brought in was um, made perfect sense, um, and uh, Thurlow and Murdoch bigger bodies, so in the in the midfield, so you would expect that. Um, and Taylor, granted, he's over his injury. Hopefully, we'll see how long that lasts. Um, you can't leave him out of the squad.
0: And he played down back, which is fine. We want him. So yeah. Rich, your selection initial thoughts on, on Thursday night.
3: Well, I did say in my little bit that I did last week that Abbott will come in for Stanley and I picked it from from the VFL game, I I could tell Thurlow, Murdoch, and Taylor are coming in. So as far as the admissions went, I was, you know, happy to see Parsons and Fogarty go out of the side. Narco was a bit, you know, I suppose someone had to make way, but I think going into this final series, you've got to have you know, you experienced Harry Taylor playing down back, which is really good. And I think Jack Henry has done a great job actually going forward as well. So really like that, that mix we've got at the moment. And I think Murdoch's a must have on the wing, on the wing. We've spoken about that midweek being a hundred game player. I think you've just got to play that, get the guys with experience. And he's played in, in finals and stuff. And I think Thurlow, you know, had the bad game against Richmond, but he's also quite experienced. I'm not sure exactly how many games he's played, but, you know, and Abbott was fantastic on the weekend as well, and he's, you know, a mature age player. So I think those four are the definitely the go to going forward. For you know, the younger guys have had, you know, we've got so much out of them this year and exposed them heaps. So it's really no matter what happens by the end of the year, uh, it's been a real big success in my books. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: well put to be yeah, honest. For yeah, that gradual
3: development of the whole entire mm. list. Sure, yeah. we've played more players than any any other club. We've had just about as many debut debutants as anyone else. So, you know, looking looking long term, you know, the five year plan. It's who knows what the talent's going to be like uh, in the future. But the fact that we've got them playing and you know exposing them in big games, it's it's it can only it only benefit those young guys. And
0: you can shed a bit more light on this, but there there could have been even more debutants. So uh, Chuck Charlie Constable could have made his. Debut this season?
3: Uh. Yeah, he, he he's the one. Um, that's probably him and him and Gardner, probably the two that, um, and probably Timmy House as well. The three guys that haven't got that AFL game yet, which you know probably could have this year um, going forward. But other than that, I don't think there's too many other guys on the list that haven't haven't played a game that um, you know regular performers in the VFL.
0: Yeah, your your individual. Moment from the match, whether it be... Whatever it may be, your moment from the match, Oh, My moment from the match, Tim
1: Kelly's silky finish in the wet with the Czech side um, running into goal. It was just, just incredible. Yeah, video. I mean, just... Ha- he just has it. He mm-hmm. just has everything that you would need from a star player. He just... Looks the goods from you know from the very start of this season he's looked the goods. Who could have possibly predicted that he would be you know playing as well as as he has been? He'll probably end up with a um, an invite to the Brownlow Medal because he'll get enough votes, you would think. Um, so just a brilliant
0: debut season, mm, brilliant. Cool. We'll, we'll talk a, a bit more about Tim, Tim Kelly, some, some positives coming out uh, over the last couple of days. Zach, your your individual moment from the match. Uh, second
2: like. quarter, just watching Ryan Abbott put, put the ball straight down the throat of our mids and really set up our attack. I think he p- picked him as my clatter of the week and he didn't let me down. What a blinder of a game he played.
3: Yeah. Rich? Yeah. Uh- I didn't really pick one particular moment, but I was going to say the second quarter as a whole. I mean, the 10-goal quarter, it's just reminiscent, I think, of that second quarter we played against the Dogs. I can't remember what year. might have been about 2000 and, you know, maybe it was 2011. But we just absolutely – I just love those kind of games where we just take an absolute hold of the game and just dominate. And that attacking style of footy just really excites me. But if I'm going to have to pick one moment, it was – you know Harry's welcome back goal into the side just along the ground. It was just, I don't know, it just it just really sat well with me and uh, me and my sister, and my dad. We watched that replay about four times <laughs> every uh, when we watched the replay of the game. We just kept re- we watched that second quarter over and over and over and just kept re- replaying uh, Harry's goal because it was just it was just enjoyable. It was just fun, and I think that's what the whole you know the whole day was like, mm. regardless of conditions and everything. I think the players just enjoyed themselves, and yeah. it was really good to see. Yeah, yeah.
0: You, you've, uh, you've actually stolen my moment right there. My moment was uh, Harry Taylor's celebration <laughs> after the goal, so I can't take that now. So. <laughs> um, um, I'm going to put... Oh, that's brilliant. Harry on the bench
3: after the after the goal as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Harry Taylor's spoil on the wing to the applause of the Canini Park faithful. Mm. That, I'll put that down as my moment. Just, just shows fans really appreciating Harry as a champion of the game, has come under... He critiques at times this season whether he's been playing at half forward or whether he should be playing in the back six given that our back six for the first half of the season has done a really good job. But the applause says it all, I think, for me. Um, we'll start on. <laughs> Here we go. The first quarter. Um, at the end of the first quarter, we were trying by nine points. That Severe wind. The cats were beaten the- at disposals marks hitouts one percent as goals trailing at the first quarter what how, how did we assess this were we sussing out conditions etc or were we just flat out beaten by an opposition who did turn up in that first quarter and was not to be found in the following three quarters
2: yeah I think I think they turned up to play in the first quarter and they they looked really well. The Hill Brad Hill was running really well out on the wing. Lockie Neal and Fife were getting it in the middle and uh, winning all the taps out. And it looked a little bit worrisome in the first five or ten minutes and they did come to play. But then after that, just completely out of the game. So I don't think we should take any, anything away from Frio with what they brought in the first quarter.
1: Mm.
0: Ollie, are you... <laughs> it's hard to come away from a 133-point win with any negatives, but... Be slightly not worried, but uh, would have liked the cats to put on a more confident display in that first quarter against a, a subpar outfit.
1: Yeah, I did feel as if they were uh, they were finding their feet really early. It did take them a little while to get going, um, and so you know the crowd was getting a little bit restless, and um, you know the structure was breaking down, and we weren't very clean. Mm. But quite quickly, I think they got used to the, the conditions once they figured out how strong the wind was and where to kick it to take advantage of it. Um, I think our first goal uh, was, or the, the first goal that really took the wind into account was uh, Zach Tui. Yeah. Um, you know, kicking it hard and low through the wind rather yeah. than uh, looping it. And then letting the the wind take it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that that's just knowing the conditions, and finishing as we
0: know he can. Yeah, stood up big, Reg. Yeah, uh, Rich, are you fussed at all by the first quarter or no? Nah? Can we put this to bed?
3: No, nah, not 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 after the you know the follow up. Um, I think maybe there could have been a few nerves at play. You know, the final spot on the line, Freya You know, coming out with nothing to lose. Uh, there's lots of you know little things you could. Put it down to, but you know the response was, you know what you could take out of it, and I think they're going to get so much confidence out of that second quarter and, and the second half, and you know they they'll feel like they can beat anyone come, yeah. come finals time.
0: Yeah, which yeah, which is he, how we exactly. wanted them to feel. Heath Harding says slow start again have me concerned. Can't afford that in the final, and that, that's a valid point to make. I think because when it does come to elimination finals, every quarter counts. We need to be out of the box, mm.
2: I think every final, the first quarter can't You can't give Melbourne or Hawthorne or GWS a ten minute head start.
0: Yeah,
1: well, we did that uh, against Sydney in um, in the two thousand and sixteen prelim, and that you know that that left and last year as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, I mean that that left us behind or chasing. Their tail for the remainder of the game, and we never, mm. never got back into it.
0: Following the first quarter, came what came. Uh, I can't, I can't we even can't put that into words. Put it into honest. words. Um, the second quarter coming. onwards, just an absolute rude onslaught. Yeah, just flat, flat out, flat
1: out mean. Some of the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was uh, at some point in the game, even Collar uh, Jasny was pulling out some blind turns in defence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, One or two inside yeah, 50s as well. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that's something that I, I wouldn't have expected from from Kolo, But, um, you know, that just showed the confidence they were, they were playing with and the lack of pressure that Fremantle was um, uh, providing at any stage. Once you know they had been once we kind of beaten them
0: at the contest, Heath also says despite recording the the, set, the, the setting win, not getting too carried away with a win over the Dockers, Rich should we should we just be positive and should we just be up and about after a hundred and thirty three point win or does Heath make a a valid point there?
3: He makes a valid point, but I think you've still got to enjoy the good wins and but not get too carried away. Definitely. Um, you know, we've got another, another game this week, Gold Coast must win this, but you know, we want to see the boys win in in the same kind of way where we just take control of the game, put it to bed early and then just enjoy the second half kind of, kind of, uh, thing. So yeah, definitely we don't want to have bad starts against, you know, good sides and bad quarters. Really. We just, just need to keep it all together, keep a lid on it. And, um, Wait till we win the grand final to really, really celebrate. <laughs> that's, that's, that's keeping a little on it for you. <laughs> we've,
0: we've been accustomed this season to, to talking about Dangerfield's 35 disposals or 40 disposals along with Duncan, Selwood, Ablett, our elite four midfielders. But on the weekend, he, he did suffer a corky against Hawthorne. So he is nursing that injury. But it was really the, the other players that stood up and we, we've spoken at lengths and we really have lamented at times that Richmond's performance and, and how we haven't produced any form like that at all in terms of 22 players on the ground. And we have outlined bottom sixes at various times this season. On the weekends, our top two possessions getters, Sam Managola with 27, followed by Tim Kelly, 26. Not in the, the the Fab Four category, if you'd like to put it there. The Fab Four getting uh, between 22 and 25, being Gary Ablett, Duncan, Danger, Selwood, Hawking there too. Followed up as well by the likes of Jordan Murdoch with 20, Thurlow with 18, Tui with 17, Parfitt 17, Cam Guthrie with 17, it was the same for contested possessions as well. It was the same for goals as well. I've we have eleven different individual goal scorers on the weekend, mm. and Hawke still kicked six, and Parford still kick four. <laughs> yeah, it's, Did, it's a complete onslaught. Rich was was this the first time this season that we've seen twenty two players
3: play? Yeah, definitely. I, I I can't think of another time this year where you couldn't identify at least you know a handful of blokes that. Didn't really put in, but you know, if you look at the stats from the weekend and and the fantasy points and you know ranking points and stuff, I think you'll see the bottom six was you know the the, the defenders because they didn't really you know get up the ground and get too much of the ball. So it was just a really even effort, and it was just a complete effort in my opinion. Yeah,
0: just on the defenders, Hendo as well. Twenty disposals usually disposals for defenders mean. Absolutely nothing. If you, if they're getting a lot of disposals, it usually means there's stacks of forward pressure. And, and, and it's a yeah, it's a stressful game for the for the back six. Exactly. But Hendo, twenty disposals, going at ninety five percent disposal efficiency, seven oh, contested yeah. possessions, eleven one percent is <laughs> beast. Beast in the weekend. Poor. Uh,
3: he's a gun. He, 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 he was, was a gun. An absolute star, yeah. Hendo. He was up at half back a bit as well, so he was up the ground a bit. But um, yeah, you know, he took he took five marks as well, so he was really chopping it off and just you know using the ball really well as a kind of you know sweeper across half back, really. Mm. Yeah. Trent Woodall last Zach yep. Scott Selwood is defensive
0: forward uh, moving on the weekend, and Guthrie a lockdown into the mid. Chris Scott pushed them into. Is that the way forward?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it could be. I think the two of them are quite flexible to swap and change their roles a bit. I'm s- still a little bit concerned with some of Cam Guthrie's disposal. I think he's still a little bit sloppy. And we had the luxury against Frio where it probably wasn't highlighted quite as much because of how well the team was doing. But I think the two of them are really adaptable in the midfield. But I think primarily Scooter is going to be used in that lockdown role Should should the team need it. Mm.
1: I do really like um, I do really like Scott Selwood in the that defensive forward uh, Max Rook type role as as well. Um, or, well, it obviously worked. Whatever whatever they did with um, Scott Selwood, he he had significant impact and kept um, kept the ball locked in our area or helped us to get the repeat entries. Hypothetically,
0: though. If we beat Gold Coast, Coast and we play Hawthorne or Sydney in an elimination final, does Scott Selwood then need to take a tagging job on uh, JPK or Tom Mitchell or whether it's GWS, Josh Kelly? I think he does. Yeah, perhaps we do
1: then change the structure of the of the team, but it's nice to know that various
0: players can play in various positions. Rich, your overall thoughts regarding the General structure on the weekend. Jackson Thurlow pushing up, but wasn't playing a real true defensive role. Saw him on the wing. A lot of inside 50s registered goal as well. Your overall thoughts?
3: Yeah, I think Thurlow, you know, that, that you know Murdoch's probably got that wing position um, locked in. So, you know, other guys have to be able to go through there as well. So I think Thurlow is someone that can. He just probably needs to fix up his disposal, which was, you know, very good on the weekend. Um you know he had a few inside the, the you know inside 50s and stuff he had a fair few i think so um no that was a that was really positive to see that and i think at seven yeah yeah, yeah so scott selwood as well i think it's good having him down forward just a bit, a bit of experience and that can free um cam guthrie to go through the midfield and play that tagging role like we said so yeah it's really good to have players that could play all those kind of positions but um yeah i think it was really good coaching from chris scott as well to you know whilst we did have um, the winning in the bag to try a few new things as well. We've mentioned the last few weeks
0: cleanliness, receiving the ball in possession, fumbles, not being decisive when players have the ball, uh, being too slow, not moving more forward. Mm. We did this on the weekend in sun, rain, and hail. Yeah. Um-
1: I, d- I don't know what to say. Perhaps uh, they just, you know, they do seem, we do seem to play uh, better at Kidinha Park, just settled in that environment. Um, but, yeah, they did, they did everything that we would want of them in very trying conditions. So certainly positive.
2: It's amazing what having no pressure put on you can do.
1: Exactly, exactly. Fremantle provided nothing, to be
0: honest. I was just about to ask, uh, albeit against Fremantle at Kidney Park, are we making a a rosy of that effectively? I
2: think to an extent we are. You've always got to look at who you're playing and what what pressure's being applied. So it was good to see the improvement, but I wouldn't get too uh, excited about it. Mm -hmm.
0: Leon Reeves talks about, uh, again, our our defence and how good it was on the weekend. He says our defenders after quarter time just played attacking footy from defence and it was sweet to see the swagger back on Harry and even more from Stewart mm. Pushing up from defence was the likes of Hendo. 95%, 95% disposals with 20 touches if you would outlined. Mm. Tui as well, two goals, 17 touches. Kolo as well, a few inside 50s. Even Blitzar, there was a few rebounds from him on the weekend. It, it really was. But again, Rich, I asked that are we making a rosy of that? It, against Fremantle and a, a real subpar Fremantle that did not turn up at all for three quarters.
3: Yeah, considering the you know uh, you know we kicked twenty three unanswered goals you know after I think it was after quarter time. So you really, I mean, Freya didn't kick a goal. So you really can't look into it too much and at the at the, st- at the statistics. <laughs> I think. um you know, it's, Freo, that was the worst performance we've seen from a side this year, so I think it's just got to take away the grain of salt, but at the same time, you've got to be good enough to um have have put those kind of goals on the scoreboard, so, yeah.
0: Positives not for this season, positives for the, the history books. Zach?
2: Yeah, there's some great history coming out of this game. The t- 23 unanswered goals, previous record was 16, so... Absolutely smashed through that one, which is great. Tim Kelly? Tim Kelly, the 15th time. He's had 15 disposals or more and one goal in a game. Just for a first-year player, he's just had an unbelievable debut season. Absolutely incredible. The Little Master got 400 goals, third player to have 8,000-plus disposals. And then the last one, Joel Selwood, Captain Courageous, 200th AFL win behind Andrew Mackey.
0: Now, we haven't spoken about this beforehand Deliberately, same as moments within a match, Rich, Rich uh, he stole mine, he passed, but um, <laughs> your top three players from the weekend, Rich, start with you.
3: I thought Tim Kelly was probably the best on ground, um, he's just such a classy footballer, he's just such a smooth mover and everything about him is just football, uh, so he was my best on ground. Um, I had Hawkins, you know, second best, kicking six in the conditions and I know we're on top but, you know, it was a great effort and he had, you know... A ridiculous amount of the footy as well for a f- full forward uh, had 11 contested possessions so uh, he was my second best mm. and my third best I had to think about it for a bit when I was looking at like I was doing my own like votes and stuff and I, I went with Dangerfield with the one vote I mean yeah tw- 24 touches I think Oh uh, yeah, and and you know 11 contested as well so in that kind of game I just yeah it was hard to pick he could have picked from a, a variety Plan- of playing injured as, as well wasn't he Yes, exactly. But, yeah, he was he's tough as he can get. And I mean, you know, it could have been even more of a complete performance if he had to put a few goals on the scoreboard. But, yeah, so I went with Kelly Hawkins and Dangerfield for me.
0: Zach, your top three?
2: No, I had Ryan Abbott as my number one. I think it's a bit harder to track disposals with a ruckman, but loved his tap work and really, I think, was the catalyst behind our second quarter turnaround. Just an outstanding game. I lo- love Brandon Parfitt's game. out. Would have been our best small forward at the day. Kicked his four goals, put some pressure on, showed a lot. And Lockie Henderson, I think, intercepted well and set up our playoff half back really well.
1: Uh, my top three for the weekend, Tom Hawkins with the uh, six goals. And um, Tim Kelly, of course. Brilliant. Again, another brilliant performance. You probably have to say Brandon Parfit because... That was definitely one of his uh, career best
0: games. Can't complain. C- completely agree. Can't complain. At all. My top three, um, I'll throw a slight curveball in here. And Hawkins, six on the weekend, amazing performance. But I've, I've become accustomed to this from Hawkins. So he, he, for that reason, he doesn't reach my top three. She's
2: <laughs> oh, a harsh taskmaster, yeah, isn't he? Uh,
0: yes. <laughs> Um, surprising. I had Kelly's number one, mm-hmm. which is immense on the weekend with his 26 touches. But he, he, every time he gains disposal, he looks to move it forward. He, whether it's sprinting out of a pack, it's it's great to see. It's attractive football. My second on the weekend flies under the radar a lot, actually. Sam Menangola.
2: Mm. Oh, good call.
0: Mm. Our top, top disposal we get a 27. 14 of those were contested. Six marks, six inside 50s to add to that. I thought he was immense, especially through the centre. He's got a great kick on him as well as a great mark. But my last one was like you, Zach, Hendo, yeah, 20 disposals, but 95% disposal efficiency and he's 11, 1%. Is he, he was back at his best. Last few weeks against opposition, uh, in that one-on-one against Segler last week and moments within matches but he was
2: amazing best game for the year
0: mm. yeah yeah
1: hopefully he plays himself back into a bit of form just in time
2: mm.
0: <laughs> we could talk on for literally about five hours just <laughs> kind of smiling and glossing over this match but i
1: it, gotta take a break at, some, take point a break, at some point sorry. yeah um
0: Half a cup of tea, half a cup of coffee, um, I haven't carried a drink off. I like coffee. A bit
1: of water,
0: I think, you water. know. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
1: just, clear, just clear the throat, you know? Okay. That's
0: sort <laughs> of stuff. Let's take a break, continue clatter, see you boys in a bit. G love! G love! G love! G! Clouder, and I understand, Rich uh, VFL Cats expert here. There was another thrashing on the weekend with the
3: Cats. <laughs> Correct, Ro. The Cats had a nice uh, eighty-three point. Oh, sorry, eighty-one point win over Coburg on, on the weekend in a you know very similar fashion. They had the eight-goal second term instead of the ten-goal second term in the in the VFL team. Um, best on ground on the weekend, Zach Smith. You know he's playing himself in a bit of form over the last few weeks. Um, he kicked two goals, had had seventeen touches. You know five tackles, fifty one hit outs was the one for me that just really blew my mind. Um, it was a really complete performance from him. Um, it was really disappointing. Uh, Wiley buzzer got injured really early in the game. Yep, you know didn't have any impact. Obviously after being, I think it was off after five minutes. Not sure what the diagnosis is, but um, yeah, that was disappointing. But you know, in a big win like that, we had the usual suspects. Atkins Naka was really excellent as well. I probably had him second best on ground. He led us for disposals with 34 touches and kicked the goal. Um, Chook played well as well. 30 touches, one one goal. Lockie Fogarty, this is a big one. We were talking about it before. 10 tackles. This mm. was just you know. Mm. Wow! Yeah, Great. Ten Great. Tackles wow. The roof. Um, so yeah that's what we want Um, that's great Jacko McLaughlin stepped up kicked three goals and had 26 touches as well so you know that was his best game for the year as well so he was great and another one there you know Crammery back in the side kicked the four goals so you know kicked four goals too so he was really deadly in front of goal which you know going forward who knows if he's going to crack into the AFL team or not Um, Parsons 26 touches Sammy Dobson kicked three as well which was you know his best game for the year um Plugger kicked the two, but yeah, it was a really, you know, Jermaine Jones kicked the one as well. Myers uh, kicked the one goal. I think I didn't mention him before. Grine hasn't played the AFL game yet either, so he might be one to watch coming, you know, over the next two or three years. Yeah, now we go into the last round and we play against, I think it's um, next week against Box Hill, who lost. uh, No, they won on the weekend. So they're sitting uh, two games behind us. We're solidly in third Behind Casey and Richmond. But Casey uh, actually got done on the weekend and they're coming up against Williamstown, I believe. So that could see us jump into the top uh, two, should they lose. And uh, Richmond as well, they might finish on top. They've got a bit better of a percentage than us and they they play Frankston. So looking good for the Cats. Top three finish coming into finals. And, you know, the top eight's pretty much set uh, given Essendon played the Northern Blues on the weekend. So they should tie up the eight.
0: Top, top three position seems to be locked in, if I don't jinx it, and potentially a top two with a, the home final would be nice. Mm. But given that this season one of the, the positions that we really have struggled to fix with Osava's injury being centre-half forward, Cramery kicking four by half-time, uh, Zach Smith over 50 hit-outs. Really, really unfortunate while it picks up an injury because he's a squad player and whether or whether or not he's in our best twenty-two, he he can't. If someone cops an injury, he's he's there to come in. Be a half forward, ruck rotator, roll. Mm. Cramery
3: four goals. Zach Smith fifty hit outs. Are they in contention at all for the upcoming week? Oh geez, I mean, after Ryan Abbott's performance, I wouldn't say Smith will get his go. Um, he didn't really have much, much, you know, competition as he would in the AFL, obviously in the VFL. So it's probably Abbott's probably safe there. And as for Cramery, um, it was his first game back, wasn't it? So I, I'd say, yeah, it was. I'd say, yeah. you know, after last week, I don't think there's going to be too many changes this week. We didn't cop any injuries, and I think you know we just got to keep it the way it is for this week and see how they how he goes again next week in the VFL.
0: Could potentially be a, a player to come in, albeit if, if there is an injury come finals, to, to fill a, a centre-half forward role or similar, Zach?
2: No, oh, for sure. I think we've said this quite a few times. He's a, he's a ready-made player. He's got the body that would stand up in finals. He's played a few finals. He's got an experience. He... He may not be the classiest or a standout player, but you know what you'll get from him. I think they'd be holding him in reserve for sure should an injury or a suspension come about.
0: Good signs there. Good signs there, minus the obvious Wiley Buzzer injury. But heading back into an amazing performance against Frio, we have attempted to provide an objective analysis and in line with that, we've provided a bottom six each week of players that probably did reach the bottom six or didn't fill up to their their biggest potential. Usually it's been the young kids. Mm -hmm. On this weekend, was there a bottom six? I would say no.
3: No. Can't have a bottom six in a team that wins by 133 points.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And therefore, we're putting the plaudits out. We're naming all 22 players. And for what they provided, we've already named Sam goal, Tim Kelly, Mitch Duncan, really good twenty-five disposals, calm on the ball, danger. You pointed out Hawk with his six cells. So we we we've pointed out the obvious ones and Gaz as well, but some some of the ones that, that flew on the radar that maybe we haven't mentioned yet, Jack Henry.
1: Mm. I thought he was brilliant. Uh, some of his um some of his finishing. Was a couple of his goals were snaps, weren't they? He finished
0: with two goals. Yeah, that's
1: that's yeah, and and I think one at least one of them was was a snap. So
0: um, yeah, nice to see that he he can uh, finish in that scenario. Hmm. Two goals, three tackles, playing a forward role, over ninety percent disposal efficiency, <laughs> and we
1: know that he can jump for a mark as well, which is good.
0: Yeah, definitely. Ah, uh, Zach Mark O'Connor.
2: No, well, I, th- I think for me, I mean, he's still learning his craft, so I don't think he has one particular skill that's really standing out for him. But like we said, these are the games to be blooding them in. You're at home, the crowd will be behind you. You're playing teams that are lower on the ladder. Just let him have a run around and enjoy the game, I think. He's him. got a bit of
0: acceleration. Not, not sure about pace, but acceleration. Yeah, he's Where quick off the,
2: the mark, so yeah. he'll be a good lockdown defender, possibly.
0: Dan reach
2: two goals you know that's
3: what he's there for um you know i think he had a couple of tackles as well i think so that was that was you know positive as well for even menzel in a a winning game to have tackles so um you know solid game i mean you know he's got the ability to kick you know bags of goals when he you know when he gets going and he can take a mark so you just keep playing him in my opinion Four marks as well was was impressive, yeah yeah, three of them inside fifty actually as well, yeah, so yeah between him Parfitt and Hawkins they just they hold down that that forward fifty- really well
0: harry taylor we we've we've called out, but yeah those eleven one one percenters on the weekend really really were fantastic. Is there a player there that I've missed that we that we haven't mentioned, boys I think everyone's had a mention this. I think we've previously gone through the lot, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. ours yeah. we did mention. Yeah, collar Jasmine, we, we mentioned. Yep.
2: I think we've mentioned everyone. Mentioned Tui.
0: Uh, well done. Well done. Well done for not allowing us to delve into the segment that we hate, that we absolutely hate with a passion, which is the bottom six. <laughs> so thank you mm. for letting us skip that. <laughs> yeah,
1: that we want to see more even contributions from the entire 22. That would be good. Yeah.
0: Getting on to some midweek uh, juicy Jed news. And first off, uh, Steve Lesmore asks regarding Asava Radagalea and uh, Lincoln McCarthy's potential returns. Asava Radagalea, who was, was mentioned by Chris Scott, is a potential return for the last home and away season or going into finals. So. But we- just got to back in Scotty's comments there. Would you put in in this week? I wouldn't. So I'd give him, if there's it, a break between finals, I'd give him the extra week, Zach. So.
2: No, I'd be playing him this week. I don't. I think it'd be a big risk playing him in the final if he hasn't had a game under his belt before. Beforehand, finals go up a notch in terms of intensity. So, sure. I'd be keen to play him this week, even if it was just on managed game time. Yeah. I think he could afford that luxury against the Gold Coast. And then, yeah, and yeah. Then,
1: yeah, that's the question I was going yeah. to ask: whether we whether we do manage
3: the time. And then we've got the VFL, so you could always play some of those guys in the in that final.
2: Hmm.
0: McCarthy is a bit of an, an unknown category, isn't he? Uh, He's a enigma a lot of the time. Yeah, in terms of his his potential return, we we, we can't, put very a, can't put a timeline back. It, it will be risky. And these are the players that with ligaments or uh, tendon damage, you don't want them to go straight back into a team. Same as we've obviously <laughs> been... Pointing out earlier with uh, the likes of um, one high draft pick for the Cats, who's mm-hmm. unfortunately not made many appearances mm-hmm. this season. Cocky, mm-hmm. um, yep, yeah, obviously the, the Cocker Cockatoo. Personally, I, I'd I'd leave Link freshen up for next season. Is that a good call, Rich, or is he is he in our best twenty two? Oh, put him in you, if he's yeah, ready. Yeah,
3: it's a bit of a stretch to bring someone that hasn't played all year bring him straight into a final, uh, coming off an injury. I think we just stick with the the, the hardened players that we've got. And, um, you know, yeah, give. it was similar to Menzel uh, went before, before he's made his comeback. Just give him that full pre-season, really get the body right, no rush, and just ease into it, play the pre-season games and be ready cherry up to go round one.
0: Some contract news midweek regarding Jackson Taylor, Dan Menzel, and we'll get on to the last one, which is... quite interesting interesting. but Jackson Therlo Adam Ramanaskis his agent saying holding off contract talks until the end of the season Uh, anything that we didn't expect there for me no I wouldn't think so no standard
1: standard procedure for for most teams around uh, you know around the top 8 at
0: this point in time same for Dan Menzel as well Um, reports of St Kilda and other clubs putting on a a multi-year deal or seeking a multi-year deal for him. Dan has reportedly, his his agents come out saying he intends to remain at the club, but he will be considering these. Chris Scott saying we respect his rights as a free agent. I have no problems. Rich, Zach, oh?
1: Nah, no problems. I wouldn't mind either outcome. Yeah,
3: I agree. I wouldn't
1: mind either outcome. I wouldn't begrudge him a move if he wanted one.
2: You got nothing to worry about. Why would you go to St Kilda for two years? You win a handful of games.
1: True. That's that's also probably the, the selling point
3: for for Geelong.
2: He'd, you want to win, yeah. stay at Geelong. He'd be going for soon. money, and that's mm.
3: it. And I suppose the multi year deal might be enticing to him. But if he did go, it wouldn't be the end of the world. We've got all these young guys that you know can't fit them all in every week. That you know, there'd just be an extra spot opening up for one of those guys.
0: An extra spot leads us on to the last contract talks. Brian Cook's comments. Regarding Tim Kelly in the last few days, effectively saying Tim Kelly will not leave at the end of 2018. What we can read we into that? I read into that he'll be a cat next year and whether he signs a contract extension or is left as a seeking his rights as a, a free agent in 2019 at the end of 2019, I'm happy to see him in blue and white hoops. Am I taking a totally wrong perception of that, Zach?
2: Oh, I'm. I'm to be honest about this, I'm, I'm not at all concerned with Brian Cook saying I'm interested to. I think it's Caitlin, his partner. I mean, when you're when you're married, you know, your wife's the boss. You know, she calls the shots. So you still hear rumblings that you know she is quite homesick. So I'd be more concerned about what she wants. So he'd be, you know, he'd have her in his ear. Half the time, about whatever their decision will be. So I'm still of the opinion that he will go.
1: Fair enough. I do feel that uh, he sounds as if he's very, very content and very happy. And we obviously all love him here staying at the club. Um, Who wouldn't love a player of that quality on their list? But, um, yeah, he seems... Content to stay. Yeah, but, we, but know,
2: we know he is, but what about his, his wife and true, kids?
1: True, true. So, so, you know, this is the debate that we've had all year. Um, if she
2: loves
3: um, him, she'll let him stay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I hope, I hope that's the case.
3: <laughs>
0: Another midweek news was the, uh, the well-deserved induction for Ottens and Max Rook into the Hall of Fame. Rich, come on! <laughs>
3: I love Rook. Oh, I've got a big. F- i actually <laughs> have a frame photo of Max Rook in my bedroom. He's probably my favorite of all time. Oh
1: yeah, uh, yeah. One of the one of favorite songs. Favorite songs and and as hard as anything. Harder that tackle, anything that tackle right at, at the too. start of
3: the two thousand nine Grand Final. Oh yeah. I'll I'm sit behind the goal and watch a... the ball sail straight mm-hmm. over my head. Oh my god! I'll get that replay up. <laughs>
0: now I think I think we're being very one-eyed here, boys, because we're paying tribute to Max Rook. But look, we also need to pay tribute to Jared Rook, in my opinion. Oh
1: well, yeah, well,
0: it's it's it's
1: the man, the man, formerly known as as Jared, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry for that. <laughs> that. That's 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 this. Two I remember one of
3: Jared's one. games. Two for the price of one. And I remember Jared's first game and and me and my uncle and my dad watching it. <laughs> this is, you mean Max? No, this is Jared. Make <laughs> uh, up your mind. <laughs> and it was absolutely shocking. And we thought he'd never do anything. And then he you know, became a dual premiership player. So, star. But come on, what about um, Ottens, boys? Exactly. Ottens. A triple premiership <sighs> player. Down. Without him, um, he wouldn't have won a flag.
0: The best, the yeah. best
3: Ruckman that we've
0: seen in the last two decades from Geelong? yes, yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. definitely,
1: yeah, You've Mr. September. We know, we
2: know this won us the 07 prelim final off his own boot,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep, and uh, provided you know, one of the greatest grand final highlights of, of all time in 2007, mm. running down Pettigrew, I believe it was, yep, um. Yeah, a ruckman to run down you know, a speedster like that is, uh that's something really special. So we knew we were in for a good day when
0: we saw that. Exactly. I know these are champions of the game, and I'm not, <laughs> I'm not posing that one of our current players has the ability of Bradentons or Max Rook, but in terms of their playing style or their ability... Which player for you at the Cats resembles Brad Ottens or Max Rook? Most
3: well, most similarly. I reckon Scott Selwood's a good one. You should put us under the pump it's here, <laughs> Ronan. Scott Selwood's a good one for Rook, I think. That toughness. Just that's, <laughs> Scott Selwood or,
0: or a um, Tom Stewart. I'd I'd put Tom Stewart just for the, the grunt and the grit. Mm. But mm. Brad Ottens is... Um, He's one of a kind, really. Oh, we haven't had it in really many,
3: yeah.
0: I feel like Abbott could
3: potentially be. Oh, do you think he yeah. could be as dominant oh, down oh, forward as Brad does? No no no, 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 no,
0: no, no, not not putting him into the same category. But yeah, not, not
1: necessarily. But I, I feel like they play. He plays, you know, with with similar um, aggression and and, you and contested disposals. Yeah, he's going to work
0: hard. He's going to. He does a work off ball as well. Yeah, give us, which, which give us everything.
1: Give us everything we need and. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's 27, he's had to work very hard for his opportunities so hopefully he can provide something
0: for us in the next few years while he's on the list. Quick shout out to Tanner Brown making his debut for the Falcons. Another father-son from the Cats, uh, his dad Matt, playing for the Cats as well. So good luck Tanner, all the best. We uh, hope to see you in the blue and white hoops at Coutinho Park for years to come. But some more midweek news and Dangerfield's comments regarding the length of the season. Effectively, he wants to to see shorter games and shorter lengths of the season. He stated, 22 games I see is too many, but the length of the game is a conversation piece that also needs to be had. Thoughts? Do we agree? Rich, throwing this one to you straight off.
3: I was thinking about that one today and, and you know, 20 minutes plus time on doesn't sound like that long, but when you watch a game of footy, I think, you know, they stretch out obviously to 30 minutes. I think I've been, I'm a big fan of reducing the season to 17 games. And I yeah, I think that's that I reckon that's the main issue. Um, you know, it's the fairest way. Geelong have had a really tough draw. I was looking at um, the fixture the other day. We've played Richmond twice, Hawthorne twice, Sydney twice. And I think the only soft team we've played twice will be Gold Coast, which, you know, we haven't even played twice yet. So, I think fixed string, you know, that'll sort itself out if there's a seventeen game season. And as for the length of the game, I do enjoy sitting in front of the TV all Sunday watching footy. So, I'd like to keep that the same way.
0: Yeah, I, I agree on the latter. Seventeen games, you pointed out there. That it's currently with the by twenty three, without the by twenty two, so taking out an extra five. So where do you guys sit in that, Zach?
2: No, I. I... Leave it, you know. I, I I just think leave the game the way it is. We've had great games the last couple of weeks. It it, it is a long season, but that's part of it. In other sports, NFL, NBA, even the Premier League, it, it is a long season. It's, it's part of it. game season
0: plus other competitions. Yeah, make it know, a twelve it, team part
2: pump. of most of the. N- Bring back the VFR. <laughs> <laughs> This Is the left wing? Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> <through the> True, thought. <laughs> I guess yeah. um,
1: old. Oh. In regards to the in regards to the seventeen game season, would that would imply that everyone plays each other once? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's probably merit to that argument, but um, I would I would be that much the same as as Zach. You know, I'm quite traditional in the way that I would want to see the game.
2: So. Um, I can guarantee you, it will never go back to seventeen weeks because the AFL would know. That those um, five weeks less that the other sports A League and NRL would break into its so I, I can guarantee you, just based on that they would never reduce the length of the season.
1: Yeah, but as I was saying, I would I wouldn't necessarily want the I don't want the game to be altered for the
2: sake of altering it. Yeah, but why 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 do we need to keep changing things? Mm-hmm. This one really it is you know uh, aggravates. We got so many other. You know yes. problems that we could be dealing yes. with first. Uh, I think this one's a bit secondary. Not,
1: yeah, it, yeah, it's it's these constant critiques and constant um, debates about minor things within the game can get a little bit frustrating. You
2: know what we should be dealing with first is teams like Carlton and St Kilda and Gold Coast that are just embarrassments and blights on the game. I mean, how Carlton got six Friday night games this year? I mean, that's stuff we should be yeah, should be right should be a royal commission into that. That was just embarrassing.
3: <laughs> How many Geelong games were on we Friday were, night? Really? Two? Did we get two? Yeah, two. Yeah,
2: Richmond and... Two. Unbelievable. And we played, yeah, Richmond and... What was the other one? GWS, I think, was the other one, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, it was. I went to that game. I was just thinking it was a Saturday night. But yeah, no, it was a Friday
2: night.
0: We'll talk a bit about previewing... We'll talk a bit no. about previewing <laughs> Gold Coast in the weekend that Zach has labelled... Oh, guys, an embarrassment on the game. We'll talk about that later on. But uh,
2: don't give me that look, oldie juice.
0: raises a good point. Uh, another midweek news: Chris Scott, uh, a lot of talk signing on for another four years. He asked, "What do you think of Scott signing on for another four years? Is it a bit extortionate for a coach who may not even get the side into finals this season or next?" Um, Cookie, a... cookies backed him in. He's backed him in, and and the comments were, even if we go through a rebuild, we believe that Chris Scott is the right man for this. Thoughts, I, boys.
2: I think it's a big risk. If you look at Watson, Kilder, all the talk is now. It's a very similar thing. Alan Richardson had one year left, similar list and situation, obviously. But many are saying they signed him on too early. We we don't know what's going to happen. But do you think we need to? jump to this so soon
1: oh well perhaps not but i would just want to
0: back brian cook and the related um we don't know know who's who's potentially coaching or seeking so you want to lock in i guess but uh, i'm happy personally from what i've seen since 2011 that's mm -hmm. up for a debate and that's definitely up for debate with the fans rich how do you see this
3: I think I thought it was quite premature, you know, right before finals. But I think, you know, I read a comment on 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 one of those posts that you know the stability is attractive. So I agree with that sentiment. So, you know, it's um, it's good. I think Chris Scott's the man. I mean, I've had my doubts during this year, but you know, I've, I've got high hopes coming into this final series. So, you know, what's done's done, and I don't want to criticise the coach too much, to be honest. Previewing Gold Coast,
0: the last home-and-away season, thankfully, at Kidney Park. They played Brisbane on the weekend. Uh, lost by less than a goal, 74-78. Very, very tight. How much respect, if any, do we have to pay this opposition? Plenty of respect,
1: I would think. Just get the, get the result that we need, but you always have to pay respect to the opposition because before we know it, they could knock
0: us off. Plenty of respect raised versus a previous comment <laughs> calling out Gold Coast is an embarrassment, Zach. How much yeah. respect?
2: No, <laughs> I stand by that. Oh, it... you, you do need to pay respect, but I think I won't get into this too much now, but considering the concessions they've had and yeah, yeah. the issues with culture yeah. and whatever, I think you, they could come under that classification, yeah, and I'm yeah. not the first one to label them in words to that I would, effect.
1: Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would agree with you.
2: But, yeah, you do need to pay. I mean, they've got some great players. I think Abbott will have his hands full. Jared Witz, I think he's been a really good acquisition for them, so they've got some good players.
0: Jared Wits regarding him in the weekend.
2: And 31 hit outs against Stefan Martin, 38, so held his own against another good Ruckman. Mm.
1: Sexton kicked four. Fiorini, 32 disposals, swallowed with the 25.
2: Jared Harbrow, Mav Weller. Jared Harbour has probably been one of the most underrated recruits, I reckon, the last couple of years. He's been a solid player up there, Yeah, considering what he has around him, which is nothing.
1: Mm. He, yeah, he's, he's been a lone hand a lot of the time. Mm.
0: Against Brisbane, they did have less inside 50s, less disposal see. Same amount of contested possessions, more clearances, and. Just the same tackle, fifty five to fifty four. We had no problems with Brisbane and Kennedy Park earlier in the season.
3: Should we have any problems against Gold Coast?
2: Absolutely not.
3: We smashed them at their home ground earlier this year, and I wouldn't say there's gonna be any anything different this this week other than the fact that we'll probably win by at least fifteen more points this time around, which would make the margin uh I think a hundred points.
0: Key matchups going into this match: Hawkins and Stephen May.
3: Hawkins to kick six plus. Stephen May, I think he's out. He's going. He's he's leaving. So, you know. Heath Harding's asked Tom Hawk uh, potential for the Coleman.
0: Can he get the Coleman? Do we believe he can get the Coleman? He needs to kick a bag. Jack Rewald kicked 10 against this opposition.
2: I think Jack Rewald will unfortunately edge him out just by one or two goals.
3: Unless Hawkins can have a 10-goal a, a performance, which I probably don't see happening, or you know a career-best game, um, I think, unfortunately, Jack Rewald will probably get him because Richmond have the dogs. So, you know, it is what it is.
2: Nick Holland,
0: being a, a really good provider to... Gold Coast this season, he'll he'll take a tag. Who does he take? Sellwood's the obvious obvious choice,
2: is it? I'd almost be inclined maybe Tim Kelly. I think yeah, he I, warrants I, a, a good hard Tim tag. Kelly. He's just so 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 smooth and just never loses his feet. And you hear players reference some of the past great players, you know, Heard Buckley, Bosco, Defides, all those guys, and they often say they never slipped over, never lost their feet. And Kelly's in that same ilk. Yeah,
1: just. Smooth mover, smooth mover, and very, very cat-like in his movements, similar to to Dangerfield.
0: Both of them very explosive. the The results of where we go from here are relatively simple. If we win, we play finals footy. There's a potential that if. Uh, we win by quite a margin and GWS beat Melbourne will reach seventh do we go for percentage
3: or is just a win mate needed
2: everything percentage flat out as hard as you can
3: I think I think we just go out and play play as good as we can and you know the result will take care of itself and I think once we've got that lead we'll keep the foot down and win as, by as much as we can and you know the result from the other games will just you know that it's, we can't control that, so I think we just control what we can control and worry about week one of finals in a few weeks' time. True.
1: Try and keep the momentum that we're we're you know the the wave that we're riding at the moment. Try and keep riding that all this week.
0: We're up by eighty eight points against Freo at three quarter time. <laughs> Not saying that we'll be up by eighty eight points at three quarter time. Who knows? Who knows? But um hypothetically, so we are. Going into finals, we don't want any injuries. I know we got the week break. Do we slightly put the foot off the gas or do we just keep going all for all? At every ball, every every contest.
2: Keep going. We do have
0: that week, so perhaps we, we can afford to keep going. Rich?
3: Yeah, we just gotta keep going. I think that's when you do get injured, is when you you know kind of go in a little bit less hard than your opponent, so Think you know, in front of the home crowd we just want to break their spirit early and just just enjoy the win.
0: Cole Jasney and Cola Jasney both on the field is gonna be a commentator's nightmare, but <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 undoubted. It. It's it's quite simple. Get get this win, play finals footy, and Go from there. Go from there. Finally, I guess your predictions and upcoming clatter Cat of the Weeks for, for each of us. Zach, you,
2: you're up first for this. All right. My clatter of the Week, I'm going to back him in for the second week. Ryan Abbott, which has had a great year, but he's going to be taken to the cleaners by Ryan Abbott, I think. He'll be best on ground at the end of the game, and we're going to win this game by 90 points.
1: you got the same margin as last week as well.
2: No, I went last 60 week. last week, 90 Did you? this week. Yeah.
1: Yep. All right, well... well uh, Cloudy of the week for me. I'm going to go with Brandon Parfit to continue his good form.
2: Can't fit. How many?
1: How many touches? No, how many goals? How many goals? Uh, I'll go with three. My
0: I don't mind. Goals isn't all Parfits game. Tackling pressure, disposals. Like you, you've backed it in three goals. So there it is in
3: audio. I was, I
1: was, I was asked, (laughs) and I have to provide an answer. You do to your margin for the weekend up. Margin for the weekend, I will go. We'll go the we'll go the heaviest margin actually. Uh, More than more than the week before, so we're going to go ten goals. Ten goals.
0: That's point. forty-eight to sixty. That's yeah. Olds' largest margin of
1: yeah. the season. Yeah. Wow.
0: Talking until the end of, end of the year. The positivity is in the man. <laughs> Rich, your upcoming Cloud Cup weekend predictions.
3: I'm going to go with Gazard. Just you know, up against the old team again. He was excellent last time. I think he kicked three goals and had thirty odd touches. So I'm going to go with Gary again. And I'm gonna go cats by 100 and oh, it's gonna say 110, but I might yeah, might taper it off later in, later in the game. So go 105 points. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: taper it off by by. Here we go.
0: There we go. Um, I'll go with Hawkins to kick a bag and win the Coleman medal. yeah. Last Ooh. last week, my margin was 157 points. <laughs> I had some laughter when I said that. I ended up closest. I took the, the, the cherries. Ah uh, boys, where is my Tim Tams? <laughs> 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 yeah, if anybody deserves
1: some sort of a reward after a call like that, it's probably cause that was um, That was not to be expected.
0: I'll give you uh, my bank account details after this recording. Um, you guys can just chat in you, um, <laughs> yeah. Or f- Feel free to buy me something or something. just give me something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hold it. Very good. Paid off once. Why doesn't it pay off twice? <laughs> Geelong to beat Gold Coast by 157 points. <laughs> 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 Rich, is, Rich has lost it. <laughs> uh, happy days after Frero in and hopefully we'll, we'll, yeah, keep it going. Keep it going. We know what we got to do. Put
1: on the foot to the floor, foot on the throat.
0: See you, boys. Hopefully, likely, but hopefully, come finals talk.
2: When we make the finals,
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't jinx us.
1: Come on. <laughs> sensible here at the cloud sensible you've
0: been, you've been listening to the Canadian clatter. thanks for listening catch you boys next week
2: see you boys caters. see ya
0: come on caters G love G love G love
2: G love G love G love G
0: love